Devontae finished with 172 yards. Yeah. Um, Tank Dell. Touchdown. Two touchdowns yeah. as well. Tank Dell had a great weekend last weekend for the Texans. So you'd fancy the, the Stroud-Dell connection to come up trumps for them again, playing at home. Um, I, I struggle to think that the, that the Texans can hold them at home like you. Um, I, I think the Texans have been a lot spicier than we expected them to be. D'Amico Ryan's has done a really good job there. Um, Stroud has been... Like, if you looked at Stroud against... Lawrence last week and you've come down from Mars and somebody said to you one of these guys is a rookie the other guy is a generational talent who's been in the league three years and you would have said Stroud was the guy who'd been in the league three years and was was coming on on leaps and bounds I mean he he has really looked the part and um, I think this is going to be a tight one I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring affair too um, but I'd have the Steelers just about getting home provided Pickett and um, plays at the level he played last week that we don't see what we saw over the first two weeks of the season We are on to part three of our preview of the week four games on the Irish NFL show. Just a reminder for all our podcast listeners, please check out all of the other three slates of games wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, can I please ask that you take a brief second to review or rate the show on the platform as it really helps boost our visibility on those podcast platforms and helps others to find us so we can further expand the vibrant Irish NFL show community. Brian, we're on to Books at Saints and NFC South clash at Saints last week, obviously suffering that tough injury to Derek Carr. It's a sprained joint in his shoulder, which is not good and, and not something that quarterbacks find easy to shake off over the course of the season. Really impacted him against the Packers, taking nothing away from Jordan Love, who led the Packers to 18 unanswered points in the fourth quarter last week. Uh, Bucks, on the other hand, had the Baker Mayfield honeymoon experience for the first two weeks of the season. And back to Baker Mayfield's service as normal last week, um, can he get his mojo back? Is he feeling dangerous for this one, do you think? Or uh, is it Saints? Baker Mayfield has surprised me. I, I've always been very critical of him. He's, and I know people say it was the first two games there. You know, he played really well and caught the Vikings on the hop week two against the Bears. I thought he played reasonably well last Monday despite all the inconsistency of the offense. I mean, there's some great throws and sorry, great catches by Mike Evans, but he got him out of a few holes and I know there was a turnovers for the first time this season. Why didn't learn it? And it is the Eagles. He's not going to be playing the Eagles every week, to be fair. No, exactly. So, like, again, I'd say you're going in against a defense here that, uh, like, Debbie, Debbie ruined the last night. We shut out on Tuesday. Debbie be questioned, how do we find a way to give away this game? It was even the fourth quarter numbers. Like, the Packers only held the ball for six minutes of the fourth quarter. Just those three particular drives. And there were there was some really substantial uh, throws and, and yardage within those drives that, Eroded to fail quickly enough for, enough for him to be in position to score. Alvin Kamara's coming back this week. He'll be fresh. He's been obviously suspended for off the field stuff in Vegas from last year. They need him back, you know, because the run game, you know, Williams has got an IR. He was the big pickup from, from the Lions. And we've seen, okay, we saw Jones in week two score two touchdowns. But again, it's a rookie. Yeah, had been out a rookie last week, sorry, second year. They really rely on that. They've always been relied on Alvin Kamara. They need him to get back to allow James Winston. To have a comfortable game. This is a, this is a difficult one because I can see why the Bucks can rebound. But I'm on the Saints since the start of the season. I'm on them more so because of their defense, and I think the defense at home on Sunday will do enough. But put May, Mayfield under pressure. I think the Saints will score enough um, to get over the nine. I think Gonzaga might be the one again. Whereas that big game and maybe a couple of touchdowns. But Saints for me. Yeah, I'd agree with a lot of that. I think, you know, overall, I, I trust the Saints' defense in this one more than I trust the, the Bucks' offense to to, to to carry them. Um, 
James Winston, as we know, that can be a roller coaster experience. Um, they did a poor fourth quarter last week with him in, didn't score a single point, as you say, and, and Packers absolutely maximized the relatively minimal opportunities they had, got the crucial two-point conversion, um, which delighted every analytics nerd in, in the league. This is the, 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 the thing that you're when you're 14 points down, you should always go for two if you score the, the first touchdown. Gives you the best uh, winning percentage. I, I leave you to Google that one and figure out how that one works. But it is interesting and uh, it's clearly something that Matt Lafleur trusts in. And it worked out for the Packers last week. And um, I don't see the Saints getting caught like that again. I don't see them getting caught at home. I think um, Jameis is, is a more than surface, serviceable, <laughs> excuse me, backup quarterback. I think um, again, I trust that defense. Uh, Books have a couple of key players out. Be the Vey, I think, picked up an injury yeah. last week. They could they could ill afford that. Um, I, I think they're vulnerable on that side of the ball and I think the Saints will uh, will, will take them at home. Right, Commanders-Eagles is our next game. Eagles, of course, who took care of business against the Bucks last week. And the Eagles, for me, Brian, you know, we talked about them at 2-0 and saying relative to expectation, relative to the talent that they have, they're, you know, arguably at that point were the most underwhelming of the of the 2-0 and teams. Purely relative to, to expectation, I, I hasten to add. Um, not like they'd look particularly vulnerable, but you know, you, you could have seen at the same time easily that they might have dropped that game against the Vikings. I thought they looked much more back to the to the Eagles that we expected last week. And you've got to say, there's something comforting about the way that they've they've settled into the season and that, you know, you get that bit of a Super Bowl hangover and that can that can really take it out of teams. You know, we talk about how it's so hard for teams to come back from losing the Super Bowl to try and win one the next year. It's something that's been done very, very rarely in, in the recent history of the NFL. Um, Patriots, I think, were the last team to do it, and, and you know you have to go back another sort of twenty, thirty years since it, since the previous team did it. I think it was the the, the Dolphins prior to that. Um, but the Eagles have have not come in tearing up tree trunks, but they've come in just doing enough. Uh, and there's no point being at your best in week three or week four. You need to peak at the you know as the season goes on. Nick Sirianni said that in his post game press conference last week. You know we need to be at our best at the end of the season, not the start of the season or this early stage. And I think they've, they've just about done enough, which is what you'd expect from a veteran team that knows how to climb the mountain and knows when they need to take rests and knows how they need to navigate these games. Game against the Commanders, long and short of it is, particularly when you saw what the Bills defense did to the Commanders last week. You know, it's abandoned hope. All ye sound howls who enter here, for me, I think the Eagles will, will win this by at least two scores. Yeah, Sam Howell scored turnovers last week. I know it's not early relevant in a way because like every game is different in the NFL but it was his first tr- real true test against the defence and obviously we just touched on how strong the Bills defence is but this is a strong Eagles defence let's be fair like this is what's helped them as well in the course of you know the course of the season so far in the class week only giving up 11 points a lot of Vikings put up quite a few points on them as well you know so we could argue that but they did enough in against the Patriots to you know to hold the Patriots down when there was an opportunity for the Patriots to get, get that one over the line and for Jalen Hurts he's just I'm not going to say he's just shooting the breeze and going through a but he's 740 yards, he's six touchdowns, okay, he's had three interceptions. Like, he's not setting the world alight, but he's still reassuring, as you said, that they're winning these games in the manner in which they are because it only kind of leads to you to think that come November, December, when they need to really hit the ground running and put themselves in the position to get that number one seed because the way teams are going, I know it's very early in the season. You look at the 14 runners, for me, they're the most complete team. Right now, and the both are going to be battling each other out. They do play each other this season. Ultimately, that could be the game that kind of decides who gets the number one seed. And we've seen in the past, if you've the number one seed and you're at home, life is a lot easier for you to be, you know, in the promised land come February and playing. Well, 
for, yeah, I agree. For me, this game last year, the Commanders beat them. They beat them on a Monday night football last year when many they were, they were the team that could have ended that one beat and run. I just can't say it this time around. I think Commanders have had a great start. They were shown last week the level they need to get at. They won't get it this week either. I think Eagles comfortably in this one. Vikings at Panthers, Brian. Um, Vikings last week dropped a. Uh, uh, a crazy one to to the Chargers. You know, both teams seem to be doing their best to lose it going into the the, the final minutes there last week. Uh, we learned that the uh, play where the Vikings didn't clock the ball when everybody was screaming at the television for them to do that ended up being anti- as a result of some sort of miscommunication or misfire in the in the headset in Kirk Cousins' helmet. He couldn't hear Kevin O'Connell, so he decided to run his own play, and uh, that one's all on Cousins. Still doesn't explain why he doesn't spike the ball at that and quarterback in a situation like that. I don't know what's going on there. Um, looks like it might be Andy Dalton again for the Panthers. Uh, not so sure. Again, it's time of recording whether Bryce Young is going to be ready to go for that one. Um, do you think that makes a difference if, if he does manage to get in? Uh, and uh, Dalton's always great for one or two games, isn't he? We've seen in the past, he, he finds a way, he comes in. The Bears had him, obviously. Um, you saw last year, he played a number of games for the Saints. Played in London, we were, I was quite impressed with his performance in London. They kept in it, they lost out in the end to a close game. But he obviously has to play well for a number of games, and then gradually over the course of time, he kind of rolls back to the inconsistencies. Then I remember the Saints went to the road on a Thursday night, and he threw two picks for touchdowns to the guards last year in a high scoring affair. He, he did well last week in, in Seattle, you know, despite the loss. I'm going to go Vikings. I think Vikings. Have to have a clean game at some stage. They've had nine two and over so far. Essentially, they're losing games because they can't keep hold of the ball. You touched on it last week, Connor. If they had a held on to particular the ball in some particular drives against the Eagles, they probably would have came out the right side of that victory. And yet, they still only lost by six six points. Like they should have won last week. They just need to keep. They need to have a clean game. And if they get a clean game and Cousins can connect with JJ, I don't see how the Panthers can live with them. Uh, no matter who's who's their quarterback, but uh, I'd actually suggest that Dalton would actually give them the better chance right now. Bryce Young has struggled so far uh, going into the season, you know, in the opening few games. I know he's injured at the moment. I think he would give them their best chance. But I, I think Vikings get over the line this weekend and get their first victory. Yeah, the Vikings, as you say, they're maddening at the best of times, and despite the fact that they were due a little bit of result karma after winning 11 one-score games last season. Nobody's ever done that before. Going to the playoffs with a negative points differential is just you know a crazy thing to be able to do in fairness to them. Uh, and they've lost three one-score games this season. But the way the NFC North has gone, and bearing in mind, of course, that the Lions play the Packers on Thursday night, so some team is going to lose that one. And Vikings are certainly not out of the picture, and 1-3 and three is not a disaster yeah. in, in the NFC North. So there, there, there's a lot at stake for them here, but there's also, you know, a big opportunity to get a win on the board. Not the toughest uh, trip you could have coming up on your schedule to do it against the Panthers, you know, particularly with the question mark over the QB, as you say, probably on balance, maybe Dalton does give them the best chance to win at the moment, but um, the Vikings have played better against worse teams and, and not got the result. Yeah, that kind of worries you that things haven't clicked and there are those still weird misfires that, that, that happen. Um, but I think they will they will do enough and they'll have enough and they'll be motivated enough to take the results here. I remember a couple of years ago they played a game in Carolina and it ended up going to overtime and the Vikings came out on top and it was kind of a key result at that time. So it didn't really reflect on their on their end of season form. That particular stage of the season was a huge win. This, this would be a huge win. As I said, the NFC is still wide open to get one and three. 
they'll reflect on the games they, they played that they should have won. It could be the turning point. But again, Cousins has to have a clean game. Yeah, we see the same traits as the last few games. Panthers' defense will take advantage. Uh, Raiders Chargers next up Brian uh, more hot seats than a season of mastermind here both uh, head coaches you would say uh, feeling the the warmth beneath their britches as the season goes on Brandon Staley bailed out by his defense a combination of his defense and that brain freeze of uh, of Kirk Cousins that we literally just talked about um, last week and um, Josh McDaniels under a similar amount of pressure like a lot of things going wrong there you had Devontae Adams talking at his locker after the game last week saying you know last season was the season where we talked about the things we needed to do this season is a season where we need to do them and we're not getting them done and um, after three games this is not where I expected to be and that's not what you want your playmaker you know arguably the best player on that team to be saying this this soon into the season and Josh McDaniels as we know of old uh, is, is a tricky man to deal with in the locker room that's his reputation his winning percentage now at the Raiders even worse than it was when he was head coach of the Broncos and, and, and he was shown the exit there um, it's hard for me to see it getting any better this week against the Chargers. You know, I think for all of their faults and for all of Brandon Staley's crazy play calling, um, that Chargers offense has actually gone pretty well under Kellen Moore. I think that's largely been a success. We talked about Justin Herbert's outrageous game last week, um, 40 of 45, you know, completing over 80% of his passes. He seemed to be able to just put the ball at will wherever he wanted. Now, got a little bit lucky with with one of the touchdown passes, which essentially was a turnover that was tipped up by the defensive back and, and fell uh, just nicely for Palmer in the end zone. But other than that, there's not a single throw that Justin Herbert would have wanted back. He just seems to be really feeling it right now. And um, playing at home, you know, dubious advantage that uh, that is for the Chargers, given their weak support in SoFi. Um, I think I, I think they'll have more than enough to handle the Ravens. Is Devontae Adams trying to talk his way out there, albeit very early? You wonder, because the reason I know it's probably a little bit off kilter in terms of the game yeah, analysis and conversation, but he went there to play with Derek Carr, and that was his friend from college. Derek Carr gets released at the end of the season. The Raiders don't have the season. A lot of people had the expectations that Raiders team would push on from the previous year when he made the playoffs. Last year went completely away. I mean, they were beaten by Jeff Sardy, but all due respect, like, Really bad results. And he says, I find the comments interesting. We, we we saw the mistakes of last year. We didn't think we'd be making them this season. But everybody who looks in at the Raiders going into this season, giving themselves all saw a bad season coming. But yet the players sort of seem taken back by the nature of the results. It's interesting because maybe they see a bit a different thing to what we're seeing. Jimmy G has had the most uh, turnovers, um, you know, interceptions this season. Now, and a lot of people are saying, he played with a concussion for a nice parts of the game last weekend, and that would have, if that's one of the main reasons as to avoid the interceptions or showing him that, I'm not buying that because he just, he hasn't looked 100% comfortable. You know, even the Broncos game, he had to go out with an injury. He came back in, okay, he got over the run. Um, I can't see them living with the charges as much as I, I'm not a fan of the head coach. You touched on it there. This chart is just defense, offense, sorry, he's put up some really strong numbers, some sh- strong scores. I think the, the Raiders would have to be hitting the 20 mark to be in a position to win this game. Can't see it. Mike Williams is obviously gone for the season. Eckler has been ruled out tonight. So there is players missing. Maybe that will have an impact. But the likes of Parmer, he touched on his touchdown there. This is the time for him to step up. He's been in there, you know, on the periphery over the course of the last two years. Has some good games. Maybe it's time for him to gradually show himself as a proper true wide receiver for the team. But yeah, I just get back to 500 on Sunday. And I see him put up some good scores here. Cardinals Niners, Brian, when this 
schedule was drawn up, you would have looked at this game in week four and gone, yeah, I can ignore that one. That Cardinals are going to get absolutely rinsed there. They're, they're a team that's going into tank. Niners, arguably the best, strongest team in, in the NFL, certainly an argument for being the strongest team in the, in the NFC up there with the, with the Eagles. Um, but the way it's gone, the Cardinals have been really competitive week in, week out, and turned over the Cowboys last week. Probably the shock of the season so far, young season and all as it is. Um, Dobbs has looked much better than expected. They look like they have a little bit of nice variety there on offense. They can hurt teams in different ways. And this is now looking like a, a fun little game in that window. Yeah, I have to be careful how it, what I say about this because last week I said they get blown out because they're coming up against a, a real proper defense in in the Cowboys and it didn't materialize that way. And now this week they're going to go up against arguably the best, def- one of the best defenses again in, in the league. Yeah, it's... Like I looked at the, I was looking at Pordy's record against him last year, 15-20, three touchdowns. Very serviceable game in a victory. That's what you kind of expect from Pordy. That's what I expect on Sunday, I think. Like the handicap in this game is minus 14. That's a big, that's a big handicap to cover for the 49. Especially if the Cardinals get off to a fast start like they have done in the past two games. But it's a little bit more difficult when you're on the road against arguably the best, if not the best team in the NFC. Niners to win. Win it be close. I can see the Cards trying to navigate a way to hang around for as long as possible. It reminds me kind of as last Thursday night. I think cars will play tough, they'll be in it in this fourth quarter. The nine has put away and we've come to him by the end of the night where the score probably doesn't do a true reflection on on how close the game was for large parts. Yeah, I wonder about that fourteen point spread. I think that's quite disrespectful to what we've seen from the yeah, Cardinals on the season. Are are I think are are they three and zero against the spread? They've covered the spread in all three games, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't bet against them going 4-0 and this week there. I, I I think they'll just about cover that. I, I, I don't see the Niners losing. I don't see them getting caught in the way the Cowboys the, the Cowboys are, are. The Niners are not the Cowboys. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think they're far too professional. I think they're far too good to uh, to let anything like that happen. So far, they've been very much as advertised. and um, They're looking pretty healthy. Things are really humming offensively. Christian McCaffrey in particular looks absolutely unstoppable. And that's only one of four or five ways they can kill you on that side of the ball. Defense has been exactly what we expected it to be. And um, I think, as you say, Cardinals make it interesting for as much of the game as it's possible for them. Niners probably come out with a nine or 10 point win, but I'm not so sure they're going to cover the spread. I think the trick of that spread at the moment is, I think the Cardinals players obviously not to worry about spreads and like the likes of ourselves, but the trick has been they've gone off to such a fast start scoring early that that, that handicap essentially has doubled very quickly. Yeah. You're, not, you're asking for a team I think they're, 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 they're plus 34 at halftime um, over the course yeah. of their the three games they've been in a better position than pretty much any other team in the NFL after the first half so we'll see uh, unless the 49ers can come out here you put a marker on and keep, um, keep it going but no I'd say the Cards giving them giving them a fair crack at Sunday but it won't be enough mostly. we are 